0: Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. And if you are listening to this at the revealing date of the podcast, um, you are in mid-June. And I want to just pause before I begin the podcast and make an announcement about an upcoming workshop. For those of you who are in the Virginia, D.C. or Maryland area, is that in the coming weekend on June 22nd, at a... Extraordinary boutique fitness um, outlet called Fitness on the Run. I am going to be hosting a three hour mindset workshop. We're going to be focusing on a mindset for wellness. And my colleague and dear friend Adrian Cotton, who is owner of Fitness on the Run and founder of the Concierge Wellness Program, is bringing me in and hosting this workshop in order to just really emphasize how important mindset is to wellness that it is not just about working out it is not just about the eating right but it is actually about having a healthy mindset for wellness and recognizing that the way we think about things forms our habits and forms our practices as well as affects our physiology so if you are in the area know somebody who is there's is still a little bit of time to register for just a few seats that are left in that and you can do that by contacting me at info at at courage to be curious or adina a d-i-n-a at courage to be curious or going on the fitness on the run website and you can find it under their section for workshops and events so if you are in the area know somebody who is and want to check out more deeply some of the work we do around mindset um hop on board come let us know In terms of returning back to our podcast theme for the month, we are working on the final of the Yamas, and that is the Yama of Aparigraha. Aparigraha, letting go, non-possessiveness, or non-attachment. And I have been doing so much thinking about Aparigraha in lots of different ways, um, I approached literally, um, this week, approached the letting go of my daughter's childhood in her graduation from high school. And so that was a big letting go coming into my life. And we are now in that in-between period between high school and the start of college, which launches me into the section that Deborah Adele has on a paragraha called Hanging in Midair." And I want to share this little story that she shares about a trapeze artist. And some of you who know me know that I have dabbled in the circus arts a little bit in terms of learning the Lyra and doing some performance with that last year. And one of my goals for this summer is to participate in an in-air, or it's called take flight, experience at our local circus school that is actually just a few minutes from my house, which is a flying trapeze experience. And so this particular story that Deborah Dell shares is really resonates with me and perhaps even pushed me even more toward wanting to do this this summer. But she talks about the moment when a trapeze artist is suspended in midair. And she describes, my understanding is that in order for the trapeze performance to work, the artist has to let go of one bar and then wait in midair for the next swinging bar to reach them. And if they hold on to the current bar or reach for the next bar, if they hold on too long or they reach for the next bar too soon, that the timing is off and that's when they fall. Instead, they have to let go fully of the bar that they first held in order to be ready for the bar that's swinging toward them, trusting the timing of the swing and not of their own effort in order to reach the bar. And I wanted to focus on this antidote about the trapeze artist as we're thinking about a parigraha Because it's an incredibly precious space. If we think about it, if anybody's ever been to the circus and you've seen a trapeze artist, it's not like that suspension in midair happens so quickly that we don't notice it. It's actually that it's a thing. And we can see the moment when the trapeze artist is literally holding on to nothing. When they're suspended in that midair, they've let go of the one bar and the other bar is yet to arrive, and it's actually one of the things that makes us feel so startled and almost afraid for them, and what makes it so sensational, is that this person is suspended in midair with nothing at that moment. I don't know about you, that's always the moment I can remember as a child when my breath, like I'd be holding my breath, and we're all just waiting to see what's going to happen next. The teaching of the trapeze artist, though, is that while we're all feeling this sense of fear, while we're all feeling this anticipation and holding our breath, that they're not. If they were feeling anxious in that moment, the tr- the, the experience wouldn't work, right? If they were nervous and fretting or flailing or worried about the arrival of the next bar, then they would fall. If they held on too long because they were afraid to let go, they would fall. But they don't. And the thing about the trapeze artist is how deeply through practice and rehearsal they've come to trust that the period of suspension is not a scary thing. It's just a piece of the overall performance and the overall sequence of moving from one bar of the trapeze to the next. So it's not just, oh, bar to bar. It's bar, suspension, bar. And the suspension becomes a part in and of itself of the trick, right, of the performance. And I bring this because in the process of a parigraha, many of us are terrified of that moment of suspension. But there's always a moment of suspension when we let go of one thing before we grab hold of the next. And I think I raise this in a parigraha because in transition, and whether that's you know, letting go of the clothes I don't wear in my closet before I have new ones to replace it. Or it's in a context of divorce where I have to let go of my old life before I know what my new life is. Or it's transitioning from, you know, having my children at home where I'm always caring for them to this period that's going to come after that where they're going to be in another location and different things are going to occupy that space in my life. Or I'm going from a place where, you know, I may have had been fully functioning and now I have an illness that's going to cause me to change my life, right? There's sadness, there's loss, there's like fear of letting go of what was because we don't really know what's to come. And our discomfort often is in holding space for that transition, that space in midair that's in between that feels so scary. And what the trapeze artist example teaches us is to be curious. What would it mean to develop the tolerance for the part of the process that is the suspension in midair? So I think about things like this. You've heard me talk about them, of how do we develop the capacity for that? How do we develop if that's an actual piece of it, if the only way to get from the thing that we had, or the experience that we're used to and a new one, whether it's something we're choosing or maybe it's something that was just imposed upon us. Maybe we didn't choose it like, you know, emptiness just comes whether we like it or not. Divorce happens and most people didn't choose it. You know, other kinds of experiences that transition from one to the other, or even, you know, for our kids who are choosing maybe to go off and, you know, go on a gap year, go to college, go to work, or something like that after high school, they're choosing something else, but there's still this fear, but there's this suspension in midair. And what would happen if we embraced it not as the scary part, but as the part that we just need to develop a capacity for, like the artist needs to develop the trust? that when they hang in midair, that swinging trapeze, the next bar is on its way. And so I think about things like, how do we actually cultivate our tolerance for something that feels so unnatural for us, that feels so scary on its face? And so one of the ways I do this, I mean, you've heard me talk about change before and putting little practices in my life, like getting used to change and acclimated to change by even doing things like Getting different nail colors at my manicure or pedicure each week or something like that or every other week um, but how do we develop this and I think that it is an ex- something that we can cultivate a capacity for inside and so when we perhaps have smaller experiences like um, going to our favorite restaurant and we're used to always getting the same thing and we always order what it is, and what happens if like, we just say, you know what, I'm not going to choose that this time, and we head over to the restaurant and we say, I don't know what I'm going to choose, but I'm going to commit to myself that I'm not going to choose that one. I'm going to let go of that one, and for that whole ride on the way to the restaurant, we just say, I don't know what I'm going to get, but I'm going to try something new, and I'm going to trust that there's either something else that I'll like when I get there, or that the trying of something new was worth it and we just leave a little bit of suspension in midair, you know, of not knowing. Or what would happen if, you know, when we like, we go to an experience that we really love and maybe it's um, visiting a friend we've always visited And always having, again, the same kind of experience we love. Like we always sit, we always have the movie, we always eat ice cream and say, you know, we're not going to do that this time. We're going to let go of that one. We're going to leave a space not knowing what we're going to do. And we're going to trust that we'll figure out something new, that maybe a new ritual or a new experience will come. We'll be willing to let go of this one and just see if something new comes in its place. I bring these up as little examples just because they're not things that are life-threatening. They're not things that are super scary, like nothing horrible is going to happen to us. We don't have to worry about our financial stability or our health or our wellness or our survivability in them, but consciously saying, I'm going to let go of the familiar. I'm going to let go of the experience that I know and love and trust, even just for this one moment, so I could practice. The being in the anticipation of something else and learning to feel more comfortable in it, learning to grieve it less or fear, grieve less what I'm letting go of or fear less the open space between now and what's the thing that's going to come. Because I think it's only through practicing these experiences in the less threatening situations that we can feel more prepared to cope with the ones that are going to come that are bigger. You know, things like divorce are bigger. Things like having to change a lifestyle as a result of an illness or perhaps an injury or something like that is a bigger one. Changing lifestyle after kids leave home is a bigger one. But these bigger ones knock us down so much because our capacity for managing the suspension in between, of practicing letting go of something familiar or comfortable, or even that we like, and leaving a space to see what might come and what might fill it, is so unfamiliar. So my invitation to you this week, as we're thinking about a parigraha this month, is to get curious about how could you practice cultivating your comfort with the suspension in midair? How could you practice letting go of something that's familiar, letting go of something that's safe or comfortable, and creating a space to see what could happen on the other side? What could fill that space? And cultivate the experience of hanging out in midair as you wait to see what that thing is. So that's my invitation for the week to explore Aparigraha, a place to get curious, and join us back again next week for yet another take and another invitation of Aparigraha.